Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, if that's what it is on your side of the world. And welcome to His Hard Line. I am Jason, your co-host with God and Jesus Christ at my side because they are the ones at the wheel. They are in the captain's chair. They are the ones in charge. They are steering this ship through these crazy waters that we call life. So welcome. Glad to have you all here for episode 469 at His Hard Line. And today's date is... Boy, I need to look here for a second. Thursday, March 2nd. We are in the second day of March, 2023, I think. I don't know. That's what we're told anyways, that it's March 2nd, 2023. So welcome. Yeah, I got a little confused here because usually I have, this is kind of a little odd. I thought I had the date on my computer here. I might have to add that. Um, Like I said, still getting used to this, you know, like all new equipment, just Still trying to work out the kinks and stuff, little little things that you miss here and there. So anyway, sorry for being a little bit tardy. Um, I was out doing a dinner run real quick with uh, for my family. My wife hasn't been feeling that well this week, so I've been trying to pick up the slack a little bit on the dinner side of things after you know getting home from work. And I had a really long conversation with a certain somebody, which I'll disclose here in a little bit. Um, and you know, my wife has just been. Have you ever had those moments where? You're hungry for something, but you just don't know what. Like, you are craving something specific. Like, you can almost point out the different kinds of taste, whether if it's spicy with, you know, honey or, you know, you want something sweet and spicy. And you know you have a certain, you have a certain taste for something, right? You have a craving for something, but you just can't figure it out. I spent about half my day, eh, that's actually a bit of a lie. That's an exaggeration. But I spent at least two to three hours toward the tail end of my workday to when I got home trying to figure out what my wife wanted. And she's like, I don't know. I, I just don't know. I'm like, well, you better figure it out. I'm like, it's, you know, I know you don't want to cook. That's fine. But you need to help me help you. She goes, I really don't know. I'm like, okay, well, like what sounds kind of remotely good? Like Mexican? No. I'm like, all right. Italian? No. Well, maybe. Right? And so I'm like, well, I'm like, you you're craving something, but you're not, you're not helping me out here, dude. I'm like, you're you're really not helping me. You know what I felt like? This is what I felt like interrogating my wife, trying to get her to figure out. What she wanted. You know what's funny, Oscar? My my boss said that because I was I was presented in the same question at work right, right when I was clocking out. He goes, how about a nice steak? I'm like, you know, that would be great in the normal world. I said, my wife does not eat steak. She'll eat beef jerky. She'll eat a hamburger. She will not eat steak. This is what I felt like. Legit. I, I hope this goes right to the scene. This is exactly what I felt like trying to get my wife to tell me what she wanted. Let's see if it'll play. It's about security. What is that supposed to Hold mean? Hold on. Money! What are you talking? He's got a lot of money. Now Wait for I it. hate you, you well, hate bastard. You. If you leave here, I hate you. you Wait for it. You I haven't paid any attention to anything that's been happening. I guess not. I think I must have misread all of those signals. Yeah, I guess you did. I know you guys seen the notebook. You're bored! 
You're bored and you know it. You wouldn't be here if there wasn't something missing. Arrogant son of a bitch. This is what I felt like right here coming up. The scene coming right up. Trying to figure out what my wife wanted for dinner. Look at us. We're already fighting. Well, that's what we do. We fight. You tell me when I'm being an arrogant son of a bitch, and I tell you when you're being a pain in the ass. Sorry for the language. 99% of the time. I'm not afraid to hurt your feelings. They have like a two-second rebound rate, and you're back doing the next pain in the ass thing. (laughs) So what? So it's not going to be easy. It's going to be really hard. And we're going to have to work at this every day, but I want to do that because I want you. I want all of you forever. You and me. (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Nancy said she's never seen The Notebook. Who hasn't seen The Notebook? That's like the most classic love story there is. Oh, dude. Nancy, you got to go see The Notebook. It's a great story. It's a chick flick. But wait, it's coming up right here. This is what I felt like. This male lead here, this male character. This is what I felt like. What he's about to say. This is what I felt like trying to interrogate my wife on what she wanted for dinner. Today, will you do something for me? Please? You just picture your life for me. Come on, let's get to it. 30 years from now, 40 years from now. There's no easy way. No matter what I do, somebody gets hurt. Would you stop thinking about what everyone wants? There it is. Stop thinking about what I want, what he wants, what your parents want. What do you want? What do you want? It's not that simple. What do you want? (laughs) Wants? This is what I felt like. Stop thinking about what I want. What What do you you want? want? What your parents want? What do you want? What do you want? It's not that simple. What do you want? It's not that simple. That's what I felt like with my wife. I'm like, what do you want? I'm like, what do you want? She goes, I don't know. I'm like, what do you want? And then I did that little meme. I sent her that meme. That's how I felt like trying to figure out what my wife wanted for dinner. It was a struggle. And let me tell you something. So my kid really wanted Jersey Mike's. So I got her Jersey Mike's. I said, well, text me if you figure it out. I got her car washed. We went to Jersey Mike's. I texted her. I'm like, all right, what do you want? She goes, I don't know. I'm like, all right, well, is there anything? She goes, no, I'll just prepare something at home. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. So, yeah, so that has been my evening. So that is why I was a little bit tardy. (laughs) So, anyway, all right, continuing on. Now, this is going to be only a one show uh, night tonight. Uh, just because I got a lot going on here. We got the assembly call today, our state call and our national call. But I do want to start off with a little bit of comedy here. Uh, our favorite dads that tell the stupid dad jokes. My inflatable house got a puncture yesterday. Now I'm living in a flat. My son's school called me yesterday. Principal said my kid's been acting up. I said my kid acts up every day. Do I call you? I just finished remodeling my bathroom. I learned through tile and air. I quit my job at the helium factory. I won't be spoken to in that tone. (laughs) Anyway, so there's a little bit of a little humor, a little stupid one-liner dad jokes. Um, Okay, so... What we are going to be doing is we're going to do a reading out of Genesis chapter, where are we at here? Genesis chapter 8 here in the New King James Version, where we're going to be talking about Noah's deliverance. And it's a fairly, yeah, it's a fairly short, short chapter, only 22 verses. And it reads, 
Hold on one second. All right, then it reads, Then God remembered Noah and every living thing and all the animals that were with him in the ark. And God made a wind to pass over the earth and the water subsided. The fountains of the deep and the windows of heaven were also stopped and the rain from heaven was restrained. And the waters receded continually from earth. At the end of the 150 days, the waters decreased. Then the ark rested in the seventh month, the 17th day of the month, on the mountains of Arat. And the waters decreased continually until the 10th month. In the 10th month, on the first day of the month, the tops of the mountains were seen. So it came to pass at the end of the 40 days that Noah opened a window of the ark which he had made. And then he sent out a raven, which kept going to and fro until the waters had dried up from the earth. And he also sent out from himself a dove to see if the waters had receded from the ground of, from the face of the ground. But the dove found no resting place for the sole of her foot. And she returned into the ark to him for the waters were on the face of the whole earth. So he put out his hand and took her and drew her into the ark to himself. And he waited yet another seven days. And again, he sent the dove out from the ark. Then the dove came to him in the evening, and behold, a freshly plucked olive leaf was in her mouth. And Noah knew that the waters had receded from the earth. So he waited yet another seven days and sent out the dove, which did not return again to him anymore. And it came to pass that on the sixth, or in the six hundred and first year, in the first month, the first day of the month, that the waters were dried up from the earth, and Noah removed the covering of the ark and looked, and indeed the surface of the ground was dry. And in the second month, on the twenty-seventh day of the month, the earth was dried. Then God spoke to Noah, saying, Go out of the ark, you and your wife, and your sons and your sons' wives with you. Bring out with you every living thing of all flesh that is with you, birds and cattle and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth, so that they may abound on the earth and be fruitful and and multiply on the earth. So Noah went out, and his sons and his wife and his sons' wives with him, every animal, every creeping thing, every bird, and whatever creeps on the earth, according to their families, went out of the ark. Then Noah built an altar to the Lord and took of every clean animal and every clean bird and offered burnt offerings on the altar. And the Lord smelled a soothing aroma. Then the Lord said in his heart, I will never again curse the ground for man's sake. Although the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth, nor will I again destroy every living thing as I have done. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, and day and night shall not cease. And that is the reading of Genesis chapter 8, verses 1 through 22. Like I said, very, very short chapter. So, what does Genesis chapter 8 talk about here? I mean, it's pretty, pretty evident. But we'll go over it anyway, right? <clears throat> so after the global devast- devastation that caused that was caused by the flood, as described in chapter seven, uh, Genesis eight opens with quietness, waiting 
right? Waiting for the floodwaters to recede. It was just basically a big waiting game. Everybody on the ark just staring at each other like, okay, any day, God, any day now, God. I could just imagine if clocks existed back then, this is all you'd hear on the ark. That's it. (laughs) So the passage begins with a comforting idea. And God remembered Noah, and God also remembered the animals, and he would fulfill his promise to keep them safe and begin creation over again, in a sense, on a world made new by the flood. So God turned off the water, both from below and from above. And he sends a great wind to begin to evaporate the water and dry out the earth. So as it stated, after 150 days, the ark comes to rest on the mountain of Ararat. Ararat. I'm trying to think if I pronounce that right. Let me see here. Let me just do a speak to talk here. I wonder if it'll do that. Nope, this doesn't do it. I'm so used to my Mac. My Mac would do that. See, I got to get used to some of these things. Ararat, I think is how it's pronounced. So modern maps may now know that the area as eastern Turkey and its surroundings, but no specific location is given. It's pretty interesting considering all the earthquakes that they not too long ago just recently had and devastation that ensued over there. Now the floodwaters continued to recede and the tops of mountains started to become visible and Noah sent out birds as a test to see if any dry land was nearby. Now, if the birds returned, the assumption would be that they found no place to land and or make a home. So after trying a raven, Noah then turned to the doves and first one returned empty handed. Next one returns with a freshly plucked olive leaf. And then the third one ended up not returning at all. And so Noah removed the covering of the ark and confirmed that the land was indeed dry. But still, Noah waited to hear from God that it was time to leave the ark. Now, nearly, what was it, two months later, God gave Noah the command that, hey, it's all clear. You can go. It's time to leave. Um, Take your family with and every living thing that's aboard the ark. So after a full year on the ark of their salvation, the remnants of life disembarked to begin again. So Noah's first action after leaving the ark was to build an altar to God. Seems reasonable. I mean, he did save you, (laughs) right? He gave you the warning. So, I mean, that's probably the least you could probably do as an appreciation. So this was the first recorded altar in scripture. Now, Noah used it as an offer, or used it, I should say, to offer sacrifices to God from the clean animals. So apparently this was the purpose that God had in mind for Noah to take extra pairs of clean animals. Now, little sidebar, this is just my own little thought process working here. How do you know if an animal is clean or not clean? Like what constitutes an animal being clean or not clean? I mean, are we talking just smells good and is very well maintained, you know, cosmetically or what? I mean, I, I'm I'm struggling to realize that. So if somebody's got some answer for me, uh, please enlighten me. I, I'm I'm really curious. Like, what constitutes a clean animal from a an unclean animal? I mean, animals can't sin, so I'm sure it's not talking about sin for animals. So I'm just curious if somebody can, you know, educate me here. But 
you know, using the common metaphor here, the passage says that God smells, specifically smells the aroma of the offering, and he is pleased. And he makes a commitment to never again curse the earth through a flood. Now, he also commits to never wipe out all the living creatures on the planet ever again, though he recognized that humanity will continue to carry out evil intentions in their heart. Though human nature has not changed, God shows a measure of common grace and mercy on all life on all the planet. And so God commits to continuing the cycles of life, season after season, day and night, according to his original design, right? Day will follow night, one season will follow another, as long as the earth remains. Yeah. Pretty heavy stuff. So again, that is uh, Genesis chapter 8. And uh, just for the record, so you guys all know, tomorrow will be a podcast-free Friday, because tomorrow is my only day off, and then i got to work sun, uh, Excuse me, Saturday, because the following weekend I have a state meeting, so I'm trying to um, get in the days that I need. So I usually trade with myself sometimes. So usually Saturdays, um, depends, you know, sometimes I'm off, sometimes I'm not, but I'm working this Saturday so I can have the following Sunday off. So tomorrow's going to be a podcast-free Friday. Now, in other news, <clears throat> I had a very nice long conversation today with a certain individual that some of you may or may not know. And a lot of you were making guesses on Telegram. I don't know if I, I didn't get a chance to look on True Social, but a lot of you were making some guesses. And I'm trying to look at the chat board here to see if Rietta is here. She is not. Ah, she was one of them that made the guess. In fact, she actually guessed correctly. So on Tuesday next week at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we are going to have Kurt Pendergrass on the air. That'll be 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That'll be 5 p.m. Mountain Time. Um, so he will be on the air on March 7th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time here on His Hard Line. And what we're going to be talking about, because this was something I would like a little bit more explanation on, because I've never heard of the Merchant Marines until recently. And so... I thought it would be a really good conversation to kind of expound on that subject a little further, considering the Merchant Marines, which is pretty much an unorganized military, right? The militia. That's the civil authority, the civil power that the military, the actual organized military, actually is supposed to submit their authority to. So I thought it would be really great to actually have him explain a little bit more of like the history of where, where it came from, when it started, um, how it evolved, how we lost it, how it became a corporation today. And, you know, some of the executive orders that Trump enacted that basically put authority back to the um, merchant Marines. So I'm very excited to have this conversation. I think it's going to be a really good show. Um, I think it's just going to be an outstanding show. So yeah, Kirk, Kirk Pendergrass with Kirk's Law Corner, he will be on and that day, I may start my Bible reading maybe a half hour early. There is a possibility I might just cancel the, the Bible show just for that Tuesday um, because I want to give a good solid hour uh, for Kirk since he is um, 
you know, willing to give up some of his time because he is a busy man. So I asked him, I said, you know, what day works best for you? I said, I know you're a very busy man. He's working on some personal cases right now. Um, he was actually just at a hearing this morning uh, at 10 o'clock his time. So he's got a lot of stuff that he's got working. And then, of course, he has his Kirk's Law Corner, Monday Night Law on Monday. Then Wednesday, he has his, per, you know, workshops that he does. Then Thursday, obviously self-explanatory. We got the state, you know, state, you know, the the National Assembly state call and other things. And then Friday, he does the uh, uh, the KLC thing where, again, trying to emphasize uh, education and more information on the National Assembly. So Tuesday really ultimately seems to be the big day that works for both of us at the same time. So we're going to end up having Kirk on. And that's right, Rietta, no Kardashian, no Klaus Schwab, no Kirk Cameron or Kevin Bacon. Um, I figured I'd leave you guys a little hint, which is why I left the little K at the top of that little image. <laughs> I figured you guys would guess right away, considering I also talked about it like the night before. So I thought that'd be pretty cool. Thought that would be pretty cool. Rietta says I was on to you. No, you weren't. You weren't on to anything. You probably thought I was going to invite Klaus Schwab from from the World Economic Forum. Klaus Schwab, you know, the guy that wants to feed us grasshoppers. Yeah. Yeah, I'll eat some grasshoppers and, and crickets. Yeah. Do I do a good accent? No. <laughs> I know, I know. I shouldn't quit my day job. I could just hear all the grumblings over the airwaves right now. Dude, Jason, don't quit your day job. You suck at accents. All right, so we got the Bible reading out of the way. Rietta's rolling her eyes all the way on the other side of the country there in California. I can... Feel the eye rolls already. It's all good. Oscar's like, if he knows what's good for him, he would come on and repent. Yeah, that's for sure. I, I will not disagree with you on that at all. Now, since this is not going to be a two-show night tonight, and the state call for Michigan starts in about 29 minutes, I do want to play a couple things real quick. So a little bit on the health side, because I haven't touched on that in a while. Like I said, been trying to upgrade the studio a little bit. Um <clears throat> Microwave popcorn. How many of you eat microwave popcorn? I know I used to a lot. Um, Rietta says, no way. Um, yeah, I used to eat a lot of microwave popcorn. So I just recently found a video on Rumble from Q News Patriot, and it's titled Microwave Popcorn is Intentionally Harmful and Dangerous to Eat. Let's figure out why. Maybe. Is it going to play? That you should absolutely never, ever, ever eat is microwave popcorn. Microwave popcorn is the devil for a lot of different reasons, right? But the problem with microwave popping corn is the lining of the bag. Okay, so first of all, they're lining the bag with like PFOAs. Now, this is like perfluoroacetic acid. And the problem with this is that it is considered to be a carcinogen, but it's linked to cancer, it's linked to infertility issues in lab animals once it's heated up. So the interesting thing is, if it's linked to all these issues in lab animals when you heat it up, and now all we're really doing is heating it up, you can't eat microwave popcorn without heating it up, now we've got a hot mess of a problem. Now the other thing is, there's something in a lot of microwave popcorn, when you see on the side of the bag where it says artificial flavor or butter flavoring or butter flavored, right? They're not using real butter here. 
what they're actually using is something called TBHQ and diacetyl butter flavoring, right? You can barely even say the words, but it usually says artificial flavoring, so on and so forth. The problem with it is that it's linked to brain inflammation. It's linked to different forms of dementia. Well, that would explain why I'm kind of half retarded. I ate a lot of popcorn in my day, a lot of microwave popcorn. <laughs> um, but you, yeah, you know, um, Rietta was just saying right here, she says, I got rid of my microwave years ago. That is bad also. Yeah, I know. Those things are definitely terrible. I'll, I'll be straight up with you guys. I still have my microwave. I've been trying to use it a lot less um, just because I know what it does. But um, it's going to come to a time, I think, here. I'm not sure when. Um, look, everything in time. You know how expensive it is to outfit your kitchen and to get rid of all the plastic and all the Tupperware and get stainless steel and all glass. Oh my goodness. It is super stupid expensive, guys. I am not freaking Donald Trump, guys. I can't do it. And I do have an air fryer, but the problem is that the space in that air fryer is only so big too. And typically I always end up burning a lot of crap. <clears throat> but the microwave is definitely going to be going. But before the microwave goes, I'll be straight with you guys because I I got a big bonus that's going to be coming due here in April. Um, unfortunately, 3,000 of it, I'm already setting aside for property taxes. Boo! Nobody likes that. That's absolutely just terrible. Boo! Yeah, nobody likes taxes. So I'm setting aside three grand for taxes and I'm setting aside, you know, a little bit of, you know, money that was supposed to be used for this laptop because my wife allowed me to get this thing a little earlier because, you know, it was $300 off. So um, I got to set aside money for that. That was intended for this computer. But um, the one thing that I have to do, because our water, our water is terrible. I don't know what the, the, the lesser of two evils is, but our water is absolutely horrible. So we are going to be getting a reverse osmosis machine for at least under our sink so we can have, you know, because all we drink is water. That's all we drink is water. We don't really have juices. Uh, we don't do soda. We don't do any of that. You know, I mean, that's all we drink is water and, and coffee and tea for my wife. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so I'm going to have to, you know, get a reverse osmosis machine, but yeah, I, I, when I saw that video, I couldn't believe just how bad popcorn microwave popcorn was because of all the chemicals and stuff that's on that bag. I was like, wow, let's see. Destry was saying ditched mine back in 1998 when I was, when I first heard Russia banned all microwave. Really? I didn't know that Russia banned all microwaves. Is that true news or fake news? That's real news. I didn't know that. I mean, I knew Europe bans a lot of stuff that America allows, but I didn't know microwaves were one of them. Wow. True. Huh. Okay. That's good to know. Hey, I, you know, I'm learning all sorts of stuff today, guys. I am learning all sorts of stuff. Like, for example, my wife just taught me today. It's better to eat standing up than sitting down because then the food allows to be, you know, be able to work its way through your entire digestive tract. I didn't know that. She also said you don't want to, and I don't know how true this is, but you don't want to, you don't want to drink ice water while you're eating because I guess that does something with their uh, digestion as well. I don't know. <clears throat> Been learning a lot. Been learning a lot. Also. Also, one thing. Uh, oh, somebody was asking about the link for Destry's Rumble interview last night. So the link's not out yet. It. Uh, we were. I was talking with Destry back and forth today via text. He was saying that it should be out. Uh, 
I don't know, Destry would have a better answer to that. But when it does come out, he's going to put it on, you know, Telegram and True Social. And when I see it, obviously, I'm going to blast it out there for you guys. But, yeah, it's not up yet. Um, so it will be, but not yet. Um, yeah, because I tried looking I tried looking for it live. I couldn't even find it live. I was like, what's going on? So, yeah, really, really weird. Um, <clears throat> what was the other thing I was going to say to you guys? Um, so there was that. Man, total brain fart. I was going to say something else, and then you guys got me on a, got me off track with the uh, Patriots with Grit show. Look what you guys did. Made me forget. Well, anyways, um, <clears throat> here's one other clip I want to play for you guys. This is really insane. Now, you guys probably saw this on Telegram already, but there's a movie that came out. Um, I haven't seen it. I just saw the movie trailer. It's called, hold on a second. It's Thing called... Thing. Oh, no, this isn't what I want. Hold on. I believe it's called, what is this? Uh, Songbird, I think is what it's called. Listen to the trailer of this. This is pretty creepy and pretty eerie. It talks about COVID-23. Good morning, Miss Garcia. Good morning, sunshine. I miss you. I could kiss you right now. Someday. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Did he say the 213th week? That's a long time to be locked down. Wow. 23 has mutated. Beginning thermal scan. Thermal scan normal. All infected Americans are being forced into quarantine camps. Sarah. Sarah, what's going on? Department of Sanitation. Sarah, talk to me. I think my neighbor has a fever. It'll be so much easier if you just open the door. Mrs. Grant, you have visitors. Sarah, do not open that door. Beginning thermal scan. Three, two, one. Anomaly detected. Armed guards will be arriving in four to six hours. You must not attempt to leave your home, or you will be shot on sight. This is my message to you. I know you're in there. All right, now a lot of it's just all drama and helicopters flying and stuff like that. Not really a lot to listen to. But yeah, really interesting movie uh, <laughs> uh, movie trailer on COVID-23. I mean, did you hear that? I mean, I get it. It's on the movie. But 213 weeks of lockdown? Holy cow that's insane i don't know if america would actually tolerate 213 weeks of lockdown to be quite frank with you that's uh i mean think about it. i mean that's four years that's four years of being in lockdown 
no way America would 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 ever do that. And when I say America, I'm talking about the the men and women who make up the body politic of America. There's no way. I'm curious. I should look into it, but I'm curious when that movie was made or produced. I wonder if it was like pre 2019. Actually, let's look it up real quick. Hold on. We're just going to do a quick research on the fly. Let's see here. It was called Songbird, right? So when was Songbird produced? Oh, there it is. It's one word, not two words, I guess. Hold on. Uh, Principal production commenced. Let's see here. So interesting. So songbird so i'm seeing something about it's a 2020 film the film wrapped up wow okay so the film wrap this is interesting okay so it says right here on just a basic google search that the film wrapped up on august 3rd of 2020 so i mean pretty much we were living right through it it became the first film to shoot in los angeles during the lockdown due to covid 19 restrictions so somebody definitely capitalized on that Hmm. interesting well wait a minute why weren't the authorities out there actually arresting these people these movie stars and and the movie producers they weren't supposed to be out i'm pretty sure that their their services are not essential very interesting that they were filming this during a pandemic. See, we were during we were we were in the middle of a dangerous pandemic, guys. But it's okay that that the people who make movies can go out and about and do what they do. See, you and I can't, but but they can. You see how that works? Oh, that's what I was going to say. This is what I was going to say. So yesterday, when I was doing the show on uh, John Hansen, <clears throat> now. I was trying to do my research and I was getting mixed uh, research. Now, Oscar, if you're, are you still here? Let me, I got to look, I got to scroll through a few pages of listeners. Uh, There you are. You're on page two. Uh, Oscar, you were saying that your wife, in fact, Oscar, I'm going to put you on the air here. I hope you don't mind me calling you out. Hold on. I'm going to, I'm going to add you here as a guest speaker. Hopefully it'll work. Let's see. Will it work? I sent you an invite, except there you are. Can you hear me? Yep. Can you hear me? What's going on, brother? You doing good? Yep. Doing good. Michelle didn't mean to call you, you know, put you on Johnny on the spot here. But so your wife was after the show last night, after we were talking about John Hansen, because again, ladies and gentlemen, I want to make sure that we put out 100% truth on this platform. And I rely sometimes on you guys out there to make sure that you hold me accountable, that, that the information I do put out is true. Sometimes I miss stuff. Sometimes I get confused. If you recall my wording, I did say I'm not quite entirely sure. But I believe John Hansen was the first black president. But it turns out there are two John Hansons back kind of in that era. Is that right, Oscar, according to what your wife found? That's correct. Here, I'll put her on. She had the info. It's Michelle. Okay. So so the John Hansen that you looked up, the one that was president, he was a white guy then, yeah? Yeah, he was the white guy. And his wife's name was Jane Conti. Okay. And so the John Hansen that everyone seems to think was our first black president, because I saw a bunch of TikTok, and I know TikTok is not, you know, truth, you know, a lot of times, but people were seen saying that, oh yeah, John Hansen was our first black president too. And I was like, okay, well, which is it? Because I found kind of similar stuff what you found, 
But then I was hearing people on TikTok because I was curious what people found on TikTok out of curiosity. And it seems to be a lot of people like, oh, yeah, it was our first black president. So that is definitely not the case. So our first. Uh, the black John Hansen, he was born in 1791 and he okay. did buy his freedom, his, you know, from slavery. Um, and then he was awarded like a position into Liberia and he was like kind of like their first governor when they settled Liberia. Okay, so he still had an elected, yeah, he still had an elected position, but obviously not in America. But, but see, <clears throat> the thing is, too, like I was playing in that video, people don't realize that there were still black. I know, I know this, I know this is a fact. I just don't know of who specifically. I'd like to dig into this more. Maybe, maybe this will be something I'll do next for next February for you know Black History Month because we need to dig into the real like our founders because they it's been said that we have had black um elected positions you know by by at black african-american people and but yet we're taught in school that we were the biggest racist country and that we were all big slave owners and i'm not saying slavery didn't exist but that there was a time where black people actually held elected offices in america you know so I'm glad you looked that up. Thank you for that. Because like I said, I want to make sure that we, we we put out, you know, solid truth here. So thanks for looking into that. The confusing thing was that they were both from Maryland, but the timelines of each of yeah. them were a little offset. <clears throat> yeah. And that's, I think, what was a little what was a little uh, challenging um, was 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 with that whole timeline thing, too. Yeah, I, I will agree with you on that. And that's, I think, was part of my struggle. Because I was like, well, wait a minute. Both these guys are from Maryland. What the heck is going on here? You know, so I was like, all right, what's what's up here? Well, awesome. Well, I, I appreciate you guys uh, uh, taking upon yourself to look into that. Because like I said, we don't want to put out, you know, we don't want to put out fake news. That's what CNN's for. Not his, our line. Uh, <laughs> so, but uh, anyways, but overall, though, I got you on the phone, though, Oscar. How was your guys' day? You guys have a good day today? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it was pretty good. Took Michelle's mom to the... Uh to the chiropractor and uh got some work done while i was doing that and uh oh good deal good deal nice nice day out (laughs) yeah well yeah keep rubbing in we still had a little bit cold weather here i don't know destry's on the air he could probably put in the chat what how cold it was up there um what was i gonna say i was gonna say something else though too crap i forgot oh that's what i was gonna say so so for those of you that don't know oscar is part of the Missouri General Journal Assembly. Ouch. Destry says it's four degrees up there in, in Alaska. That sucks. Screw that. Um, yeah, no. My, 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 my little chipmunk friend has this to say about that four degrees. Yeah, no thanks. We don't, we don't, we don't do that. That's, that's terrible. Um, <clears throat> what was I just going to say, though? Man, I got so many squirrel moments and brain farts going on. It ain't even funny. Um, hmm. Oh, Bill, there in your assembly. So Bill, I'll, I'll, I'll leave his last name. Out. I don't want to put it on blast, but so he's part of your general general assembly and he does a lot of the educational stuff. Is that right there in your state? Correct. He does. Dude, that, he's got that website, American civics education. Yeah. Let's say that. Hold on. So let me put it up here on the air. It's called Amer- so American civics. Yeah, I'll put it in the chat. American. Oh, you're putting in the chat. Okay. So say it again though. American civics education. 
AmericanCivicsEducation.org. Dot org. That's a good resourceful website, guys. I was looking through that. Um, I would love to eventually maybe have Bill and you on the show one time. Um, but I, yeah, I might, uh, I might steal a little bit of uh, educational stuff on there to kind of, you know, maybe put on the air here. But that is a really well organized website. I mean, it lays out all the stuff, all the educational pieces about the assembly. I mean, it's. I like what he did there. Whoever did that, whatever, if it was one guy or a team. That's a really awesome site. So basically, guys, it's no different than what you're going to find on national-assembly.net. But um, the way Bill and the team will just say they're at the Missouri General General Assembly, I mean, it's geared around the Missouri General General Assembly because, you know, they, they're obviously trying to expand their assembly there in their respective state. But really awesome uh, website, uh, resourceful educational website. Definitely check it out. So, um, yeah, I tell you, you guys are doing awesome there. So I'm really glad, though, that you took some time to help uh, correct the record from yesterday. Because, like I said, we don't want to put out false information. So thank you guys for for uh, texting me saying, you know, to set the record straight. Do Definitely appreciate that. You're welcome. So, well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put you on mute. We're going to end this on a prayer. But before I end it on a prayer, I want to make sure I think that was it. Um I think that was all I had. Yeah, that was all I had for the day. So I'm going to put you on mute here, and then we're going to say, un unless you want to say the prayer, Oscar. <laughs> Are you good with me? It, it, I don't want to steal your thunder. Go ahead. <laughs> off of that. All right, brother. All right, you got it. Hey, I hope you two have a good night, and uh, yeah, you have enjoy a good weekend too. All right, let's uh, put him on mute. All right, so Heavenly Father, I want to say thank you so very much for this time together. Um, really appreciate uh, good, solid resources and friends that, you know, we, we try to hold each other accountable. Uh, just like your Bible says, right? Iron, as iron sharpens iron, you know, we will also sharpen each other uh, with true knowledge, true wisdom, right? The truth of what has actually happened. So we thank you for good men and women uh, like uh, Oscar and his wife there in the assembly down there in Missouri and other people in California and Florida and just everywhere, Idaho. We have so many good patriots out there. I just want to just put out this good, solid truth of America and get our republic back. So thank you so very much for that. We pray for anybody out there that has health um, woes going on. Um, there's so many people that are dealing with a myriad of different ailments. We, we ask that you deliver miracles for some of these people, uh, people that might be dealing with marital issues. Please walk them through it. Let the Holy Spirit work through these men and women that are struggling. And most importantly, we need to just cast Satan out. We cast Satan out of all these marriages and out of these homes, and we rebuke him to the foot of the cross that was washed in blood by Jesus Christ. We will take back our dominion and we will triumph with you at our side, God, because we know at the end of the day, you have already got this battle, this war already won. We are just right here with you fighting the battle all the way up to the very end. So with all of this, we pray in your holy son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen, ladies and gentlemen. I really, really appreciate all you guys being here. And by popular demand and request, this is by for, for Rietta because she apps her and her husband absolutely love this. It is a goodbye and a God bless for the night, and we will see you back here on Saturday. So I'm going to leave now. Goodbye, everybody. Bye bye. Bye bye.
We're finished. We're finished. Goodbye, everybody. And that's the end. And everyone says, oh, that was fun.